Hello, I'm Jo Flanagan and I'm CEO of Women's Health Tasmania. Welcome to an episode of She's Out There. This is a podcast series by Women's Health Tasmania that are about the conversations women want to have about their health. We're talking to Tasmanian women who share stories about their lives and we're talking to Tasmanian women who are health experts. And we're also linking you to Tasmanian services. So this podcast is good for anyone in Australia, but it's really helpful to women in Tasmania. There are resources to go with today's episode on our website, and you can get news of our podcasts if you follow us on Facebook at Women's Health Tasmania or Twitter at Women's Health Tas. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Now, I'm joined today by Rachel Andrew, and we're talking about what it's like when women have pain with sex. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Hi. I hope you're warm enough. I am. I've got a lovely knee rug. Yes, in our little recording studio here. Um, Rachel, you're on our board here at Women's Health Tasmania, um, but sometimes we let you out of meetings <laughs> to, to, and you have another life as well. Um, can you tell us what you do in your daily life? Yes, yeah, so I'm a physio, Joe, but I'm quite a specialised physio. I've got extra training and I deal with the pelvis. So yeah. I treat women who are having issues with continence, with leakage from bladder and bowel, with prolapse, but one of my main interests is helping women who are living with persistent pelvic pain and pain with sex. Yes, which is a, a very important area, more common than people think, I understand. One in four women have pain with sex at some time in their life. And it's so common, Joe. It's really distressing. But there's so much that you can do about it. I'm really not in the band camp that you manage pain. I'm in a you rehabilitate pain band camp. Okay. And what does you rehabilitate pain mean? I believe that you can really um, treat pain and get better from pain and that it's not something you have to live with for the rest of your life. Oh, that's a fantastic message because I think this is a topic that people find hard to talk about yeah. and hard to find help for. So that's Absolutely. really So... Is it common for you to have, obviously it's common in the community, are women finding you? Yeah, yeah. a lot of women are finding me. They are um, referred by their GPs, sometimes by gynaecologists, and they're also referred by their friends because women are starting to find out on Google and um, on Facebook, and they're starting to talk about it a little bit more. That's great. And, and when women come to you and, and talk to you about the fact that the sex that they're having is painful, what kind of things are they describing? What are they thinking? Um, they might be having, they might have actually sought help for um, recurrent urinary tract infections. So that's a really common thing where they feel like they're having urinary tract infections all the time. And then we start talking a bit more and they're having pain with sex as well. So that can be pain on penetration. So just pain when they start having sex. It can be deep pain. So pain inside that can feel like there's a... Um, they're having their cervix hit or something. It can feel quite horrible, make them feel bit nauseated can have pain with orgasm cramps after orgasm uh, pain that lasts after sex for a day or more um, they can feel very irritated raw burning stinging all those kind of different sensations mm. and, I, and I have heard young women who haven't started their sexual lives yet um, yeah. talk about having pain around 
the perineum, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So you can also have pain on the lips and on the vulva, and that's a thing called vulvodynia, which really just means pain of the vulva. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, a lot of women as well who have been completely unable to have sex, and then it can feel a bit more like a blockage. And that's a real involuntary spasm of the muscles, a bit like blinking your eye if you get dirt in your eye. And it's got absolutely nothing to do with your desire or your want to have sex, but it's um, a real body protective reaction. So, so why does this happen? What is it that yeah. leads women to have this experience? That's a really great question because it can happen at all different ages and for all different reasons and sometimes no reason at all. Um, I see women who've had bouts of recurrent thrush and so you know their skin has been really painful and irritated and once the thrush has cleared up they've continued to have pain with sex. Um, I see women who've had recurrent urinary tract infections like I said. Uh, They might have a disease like endometriosis that causes painful periods. Um, um, Sometimes women who've had delivery uh, traumatic births, um, they can have pain afterwards. I've had a few women who had cesareans and they had pain afterwards. Uh, It can happen around menopause time when um, your skin does start to change because the skin of the vagina and vulva needs estrogen. And so then sex can become painful then. And really it can happen for no reason. It can be a totally involuntary muscle reaction. It can come around um, because of sexual trauma, but we know that it's not always linked to trauma. And if that trauma is dealt with at the time, it doesn't lead on to painful sex. And it can come out of... um, an anxiety like maybe your first sexual experience doesn't quite go how you expect it or you're um, worried about it whether or not you're in love with or you desire your partner and sometimes then it just doesn't work out and then it's very hard to know what to do after that. So you mentioned a couple of things but what's actually going on in women's bodies? So there can be a lot of different things going on and it's partly to understand pain and the brain and partly what happens in the body and this is a really private part of our body no one goes to work and goes oh my god my vagina's killing me whereas if you had a headache or something you would go to work and say i've got a terrible headache and your colleagues say oh poor you joe let me get you a cup of tea and the brain becomes a lot more clever at processing signals from this part of the body and turning them into pain. And the body becomes a lot more clever at sending the signals. And in women's bodies as well, we have periods and during our periods, we do get an increase in inflammation and that's what helps the uterus empty out of blood. But the pelvic floor muscles love that um, that inflammation and they can cramp along with it. And so if you think about someone who's had painful periods month after month, 
the muscles cramp along each month and they can get more and more hypertonic or overactive, which is what we call them. So a bit like if your shoulders were squeezed up all the time, you might start to get headaches. Um, the muscles can change. They can become, I don't love the word tight, but that is a colloquial term for it. So the muscles can become a little bit tight, just like a hamstring muscle gets tight. And when the muscles are tight, that does put extra pressure on the nerves and on the fascia. So all the body structures in the pelvis, the muscles, nerves, skin, fascia, become a little bit more sensitive and painful. So then the women I see are describing things in a way that when I touch them, which is like a light pressure or a stretch in reality, you know, that's the sensation that's being picked up by the nerves, but it's being translated in the brain and what they're feeling is a burning or a stinging or a tearing. It's a strong word. It just sounds like it must be very hard to live with. But the lovely thing, Joe, is that it's rehabilitatable and often these women we start off and they're describing that burning stinging tearing or they say to me you know of course I'm wearing gloves and they say it feels like your fingernails there or you're scratching me and soon very quickly within about three or four weeks or sessions it's you know oh yeah I can feel a pressure there oh I can feel that stretch it the language changes mm. because the body and the brain are changing. It's really fabulous to see. Yeah, it must be very exciting to see that changes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to um, what women can do about it. I have talked to some women who've been on a real merry-go-round of trying to find the right health professional to go and see. Who should women ask to be referred to if they have this? Well, I'm... I'm of course biased, but mm-hmm. I would really encourage women to ask their GPs or to just find a suitably qualified physio themselves. We're primary practitioners, so you can come and see us off the street. And we are taught to question. We know, like I know how someone's going to respond to the treatment. And different women do it in different time frames, but generally there's a trend. And if things aren't going right, I know to ask their GP to refer them to a specialist. Mm. And so you can come and see a pelvic floor physio straight off, or equally, if you'd like a specialist referral, you can ask your GP for a referral to a specialist. But at the same time, I'd encourage women to ask their GP to refer them to a pelvic floor physio at the same time because then while they're waiting to see the specialist, they can already be starting work on their pain and be making progress. Okay. So what are the services that are available here in Tassie? Yeah, so here in Tassie, there's private services like myself. So I've got my own business and there's a similar physio in Launceston. There's... um, public services so you can ask your GP for a referral to sometimes we're called continence and women's health physios sometimes pelvic floor physios and the GP can refer to a service in the hospital and there's one at the Royal Hobart there's one at Launceston General and there is one at Burnie as well and um, 
There's also community continence service and they have physios as well. And there's definitely one at Rosney Park and I'm not exactly sure up north. And, um, and you mentioned to me team care arrangements. Can yeah. You? So for, um, for problems that have been going on for a longer period of time, so usually that's classified as three to six months, you can get what's called a team care arrangement from your GP. So this is where you get five visits that are subsidised by Medicare. So Medicare pay 53.80 towards an appointment and um, it needs you need to meet some eligibility criteria, but it's really worth having a chat to your GP about. Okay, that's great. We're really hoping this podcast will reach women in rural areas. Yeah. Have you got any tips for them where they can go to get information? Absolutely. So there's a lot of really helpful websites out there. There's also a lot of really unhelpful websites, okay. actually. Okay. So what I'll give you for the show notes is some links. But there's um, the Pelvic Pain Foundation website is really great. And it's got some stretches on it, which are really um helpful in terms of helping to release and relax the pelvis and there's a book and a program called completely overcoming vaginismus and that's actually a really good guided program but often in terms of seeing a physio or a professional like this isn't a three times a week kind of physio so Often we work together quite closely. I like to see people once a week for about four weeks. And usually by then they're doing a lot of self-treatment. So then we can check in um, about once every six weeks. And I'm looking into um, how we can do that in a different way, like by Skype or telephone as well. So it sounds like recovery can be quite rapid. It really can. It it is very variable though because um you know everyone has their own little challenges in life but um recovery is possible and it can be you know some women have been living with this problem for 15 20 years and it absolutely doesn't need to be that way so what's your take on message it is common, but it is not normal, and do something about it. And you can do something about it. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, look, thank you so much, Rachel. That's been a very interesting talk. Um, was there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, the one thing I really wanted to say, which I totally forgot, was it's so overladen with myths about women's sexuality. Yeah. Like, there's so many you know, religious, not religious myths that women don't enjoy sex, don't want sex. And, um, you know, after you've had children, you don't want sex anymore. You're too tired. After you go through menopause, you don't want sex because, you know, you're too old. Like, there's a lot of women I know who are sexually active happily in their 70s and 80s. And women enjoy sex it's fun you know it's good it brings us together with our partners and it's a really important part of an intimate relationship and this really shouldn't stop you thank you oh, thank you for that Rachel.